Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brew makers of the industry. And I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally tap that keg. I'm just here for the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just Here for the Beer Radio is presented by Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. 28 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan, BC's premier liquor shopping experience with something for everyone. You can check them out online, angryotterliquor.crs, for a list of locations. Joel Leary and Rick Mohabir from justhereforthebeer.com, at JHFTB, on social media. And we're broadcasting from the always delightful, legendary John B. Pub yeah. in uh, in Coquitlam on Austin Avenue, a staple of, of the area, 40-plus years, 44 years, Easily. I want to say. Easily. Best looking back bar I've ever I seen. I'm building a back bar I, know, I was just going to say, this is, something to aspire to. Yeah, I'm a long ways away, but th- this is this is my inspiration. Tristan Clark is the uh, the territorial manager for Hoyne Brewing, or the master of, what was it? The oh, the master of the multiverse. Master of the multiverse. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show, Tristan. How are you? I'm doing great, Chance. How are you? Nice. Nice. We're done. We're good. We're uh, we're excited because it's not very day that we get to see. We're doing a lot of dedicated shows now where we focus on a specific neighborhood. And uh, speaking of which, of course, Hoyne Universe, or Hoyne Brewing, is the, the Victoria beer scene is second to none, and we have yet to do a show focused strictly on the Victoria beer scene. Um, and again, part of the tight knit thing. So you used to share a parking lot with uh, Driftwood, and then they moved out, and you took them over. Is that right? Yeah, we took taken over their space. And, yeah, you know, we're just renovating it and putting in more tanks. It's. I don't think we're going to start doing a, a tasting room just yet there, but you know, more tanks means more beer. In your mouth, yeah, <laughs> which is what we want. Yeah, exactly. And of course, Hoyne, top of mind awareness. The first thing that always comes to mind is the dark matter, because I think that's just an outstanding beer and continues to be. And um, have you ever actually revealed the contents of dark matter, or is that kind of a closely guarded secret? Yeah, I mean, I think it's barley hops, yeast, water. Well, no, but I, <laughs> that's it, huh? All this time. No, it's kind of it's kind of vague. The description is kind of vague when you look at anything printed on on dark matter, and maybe it's just up for interpret it any way you like. You think it is what what you want it to be? Absolutely. You know what? I think that is the point. It doesn't say on the can what it is. It gives you a description of what it's going to taste like. But you know, we'll leave that in the hands of you to go to the store and no, find I, out. absolutely. When was your first uh, first relationship with dark matter? Uh, many years ago. Yeah. No, just kidding. Um, you know what is. Dark beers are one of those ones that people kind of shy away from. Because well, it, but it, it, it doesn't taste as dark as it looks. Exactly, that's and that's what I was just going to say, right? So that 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 perception is going to be heavy and really thick and 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 sit in your gut and all of that. It, it, not true anymore. Yeah, I love doing tastings of the dark matter and having people come up and yeah. you know a lot of people just have preconceived notions of what yep. beer tastes like based on you know obviously what it looks like in the color and some people don't like beer generally and it's I love to just be like just try. It's free. You're at a beer festival. But this is what you're here for, to try something and, new and different. And, and they also, they're expecting it to taste heavier and probably be a lot heavier. And it's yeah. again, it's in, in color, it does look, but it doesn't um, 
It doesn't give you that um, that that hard to because uh, again, these are dark beers. Generally, are heavier in content, thicker in in in, in nature. Like meal replacements. There are right? meal replacements exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah. original, right? Yeah. That's what they were they were brewed for, right? But yeah, I mean, over the years, things have changed. Like we've had dark lagers, right? All kinds of dark beers, right? And 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 so I think it's just an opportunity for people that do love. Uh, the flavors of dark beer without minus the calories and et cetera that go with a good heavy stout reporter. Well, I remember talking to a couple of breweries that are known for an iconic brand, like certainly Dark Matters, Hoyne, you know, we talked about Driftwood, you know, they've, they've got Fat Tug. And the problem I always thought was when you have something that's just so associated with the brand, how do you venture away from it, or how do you get people to try something else? You managed to do a really good job of that. Yeah, I think it's a, I think the best way to look at it is a positive. That it's just a, a nice segue to make. You like that beer, you're probably going to really like this other beer. Sure. So obviously, make a, a quality product there. But yeah. I get it, right? Where sometimes like that's that's the beer I know. I'm like, I don't want to try anything. Yeah, else. it's and, like when when you get tunes recommended or playlists recommended on Spotify. They yeah. they know what you have. They yeah. figure, oh, you might like this as well, right? I'm, I'm one of those guys. I go to a restaurant and I try that meal, and the first one's delicious, and I'm going to go back, and I'm probably going to order that exact same beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't exactly. want to mess. What if it's not as good? Yeah. Like, I get it. But beer is different. You know, there's so many beer festivals, and there's so many single cans to be bought that for three or four or five bucks. Like, and I think on the other side of that is consumers have changed too, right? Where they want to try some different things, and, and they've been out there, and, and they've tried a couple of different, you know, flights, right? Best way to try the you, Try the beers and find something that you really like and grab a pint of. But this is an opportunity to get out there and try those different flavors. I think this is the one of the things I really love. One of the many things I love about the brewing industry is because just like Baskin-Robbins where you can get a couple yeah, of free scoops, of yeah. you can go in. Can I, can I try a little taste of that, a little taste of that? Um, and again, I wish every place offered flights. Don't you wish there were flights in a restaurant? Oh, we got little, little, you know, four little tasters of what's on the menu. Go, yeah, I think I'll have a dish of that. You know, oh, they got eighty-six taps here. We could be here all day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, Tristan Clark, the uh, territory manager of Hoyne Brewing. Let's talk about uh, some new things because you have a couple of new things. Yeah, so I brought you guys the mixer pack. So on the bright side, uh, we're just kind of moving out from on the dark side. Uh, it's you know it's still out and about there, and we're gonna kind of transition them at the same time. But um, yeah, it's got lighter beers in it. Um, so we brought the Kolsch. It's got the Pilsner, the classic Hoyne Pilsner that's in there. Um, the Shine On Hazy IPA and the Fiesta, which is a tropical hazy pale ale. Um, honestly, all of them are perfect for going to the beach with. That mm-hmm. is kind of the plan. Something you can get out and about. Parks, hikes, bikes. And, um, and and in case you haven't heard the news, Vancouver City Council has approved uh, as a test program Imagine being able to actually have a beer on the beach. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Legally, not get in <laughs> We're soon going to find that. So tell us about the, uh, again, once again, the Por Favor. So Mexican lager. So we got two other new beers. So the, the On the Bright Side does not have these two other new right, beers in it. Right. It has uh, the Por Favor, which is a Mexican-style lager. Okay. So corn and rice lager, 4.4%. Right. we got to try that. Yeah. Crushable, light, yeah. very easy drinking, so yeah. crisp. Yeah. Uh, and then the Among Giants, which is a West Coast uh, India Pale Ale. It's pretty cool imaging, too. You know what? I love all the packaging. Yeah. I love the beers they make. They're all very different. That's um, you know, and that's one of the keys because we say this all the time, especially like we do a RTD show, and in the world of RTDs, and that's a very very crowded market, as you know. Yeah. Um, you need something that can draw your eye when you walk into a store. Yeah. If you I, don't really know what you're looking for. This really draws your eye. I like to, you know, if it's judging a book by its cover, really, yeah. right? Like that's the first thing that's going to catch your eye. You're going to look at it. You're going to read the back. Look at the picture, and then hopefully the style of beer kind of matches up with what you're looking for. 
Now, we've never had Sean Hoyne on the show, and this is one of the reasons we need to go to Victoria. He's not coming to us. We need to, we need to go to him. Yeah. Um, is he still actively involved in the in the day to day? Absolutely, he yeah. is. He's all he's first guy there, last guy. To really? Go, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He definitely sets the president for what the work ethic is. So, and again, he's one of these people because you know people like Sean Hoyne and and Matt Phillips. Matt Phillips yeah. The, the beer industry owes so much because these people probably maxed out their their credit cards, borrowed every penny they could from family, lived in the brewery probably on a rollaway cot because they couldn't afford to live anywhere else just to keep the thing afloat and to grow the industry. And I'm, I'm sure he must take extreme pride in that. For sure. I think most of every prop, bit of profit goes back into the brewery for yeah. a while. All I see is new cannon machine going in, new mm-hmm. tanks. It's all about upping the production and making sure the quality's there. And Would you know, uh, would he be a good interview for us on the show? Does, oh, I mean, my God. Do, can, you sit, can you sit down with Sean and, and learn about beer real fast? Absolutely. He, the guy has the gift of gap for yeah. sure. Yeah. I actually had an opportunity when I visited Point to have a quick chat with, with what I thought was going to be a quick chat with Sean, yeah. and it ended up we were in in the tank room for an hour. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to volunteer him, but I, I bet if you guys did a Vancouver or a Victoria base, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, when I send you the the podcast, you, you make sure you share it with him because we said some nice things. Hey, Sean, we want you on the show. Hey, boss man, and, and, um, and we need to do a Victoria show because there's such a great beer scene there. And and we have yet to I mean we've had Victoria people over here on the show. We've not gone to Victoria to do a show. It is so different out there too than, yeah. than here. You know what? It, of course a lot of the same beers, but they definitely have their own breweries going on there, their own little scene that's much different than here, just as extreme. And and I'll tell you the other thing I like is that, you know, if, if you if you uh, want to represent lower mainland beers, you've only got so much tap space. But there's a there's a handful of really substantially good breweries uh, in Victoria. And anytime I've been to a restaurant or a bar in Victoria, there they all are on tap. So you got really good love and support from the locals. Oh, the locals love to support us, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. It's the same out here, though. You know what? Yeah. I find a lot of places. You go out to Coquitlam, sure. and they got the local breweries. You go out to Port Moody, they got their local breweries. Yeah. Um, of course, they're like 86 taps here. They can show some love around. <laughs> they, 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 they got some. Um, <laughs> you can throw one by. We'd call it yeah. By the way, you've, uh, your merch stuff, do you sell your merch at the uh, at the brewery or online? Online. You do? Yeah, absolutely. You can go online and buy all the merchandise. Yeah, there. you got some really cool stuff. Thanks. I should have brought you boys some. I'm sorry. Well, that wasn't a hint. But, yeah. You know, yeah. We'll, not, we'll, not at all. We'll see you again. We will see you again. Larger XL. Yeah. Tristan Clark, the territory manager. And the master of maltiness, uh, multiverse, multiverse, master of the multiverse, <laughs> from Hoyne Brewing. Pleasure to see you, man. Cheers. Thank you, Jens. Just here for the beer radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just Here for the Beer is broadcasting from the John B. Pub on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam. We are. Um, 
Coming up on our 13th year, you realize that uh, we're getting close to the halfway point in the year. Yeah. 13. 13 will, will be upon us very, very soon. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir from JHFTB at JHFTB on social media, just here for the beer.com. And the broadcast podcast on Sportsnet 650 AM and at sportsnet.ca slash 650. Uh, well, our longtime friend and sponsor of the show, Mr. Mike Sharpham yeah. of Granville Island Brewing, has joined us at the John B. Always a pleasure to see you. Um, the appearance has changed slightly, but the name is I still... Know, he's disappearing yeah, I disappearing on us. I, I, as he walked in, I'm going, what looks dramatically different? I realized I've never seen him without a hat. And he's got <laughs> hair. True. And he's got and hair. He's, he's got hockey hair he's, now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got that long, flowy yeah. lock. I know. It's I my know. playoff season. I got to, we got our championship game tonight. Can't, now you make kind of jealous, Mike. I, uh, <laughs> I know people that have the good fortune to have a good hat collection because what's up there isn't very impressive. <laughs> you got a good head of hair. I'm going. Why? Why have I never seen this before? Uh, just you know, we got some good branded hats down at Granville Island. Come check it out. Yeah. Huh? How okay. do you like that? Of course, uh, Granville Island Brewing. Uh, the beer educator, Mr. Mike Sharpham. Pleasure to see you. What's been going on, man? It's been uh, you're still working remotely. So again, I guess a lot of places have realized that hey, if I can do my work from home, why not do my work from home? Yeah, we've got a we've got a great team that uh, you know does a bunch of things from a bunch of different places. So I always make excuses to go down to the office and hang out with everyone. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of what I do is out on the road uh, with with the people. And, uh, yeah, since the last time I saw you, that was back around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, season's changing. We're getting some nicer weather. So beer lineup changes up as well. As you guys know, we've got a long-standing tradition. We've got our Lions Winter Ale mm-hmm. with the chocolate and vanilla notes through the winter. Then when the summer rolls around, we do something more summery. So for years and years, we had the False Creek Raspberry Ale. Then in our small batch program, we started doing a Nectarine Goza, which is, you know, a nice sour style with fruit worked in there. That evolved into a peach goza, and then we brought it into our main lineup uh, in 2020 as our False Creek Peach Sour. Uh, and uh, 2021, that won uh, in the Canada Sour category in the World oh, Beer wow. Awards. Um, so we, we know it's a fantastic beer. We're happy to have it back again this year, but we've added to it this year. We've got our mixology pack of summer sours. So we've added in two other sort of exciting new flavors of sours in a pack that we think is fun to mix and match some flavors together. So we've got a um, passion fruit sour and a blood or blood orange sour joining those in the mix pack. So have you experimented with this blending, uh, Mr. Sharp? I have indeed. I, well, first of all, I think blending beers is is a fantastic, fun thing to do. There's, you know, obvious history of blending in breweries. It's quite common to blend batches to get what you're looking for. The Goose Sour style uh, is based off of blending old and young, so you get freshness and brightness and age and complexity. Uh, the, the old style porters, they used to be a blend of you know multiple casks put together by the bartender to make sure you're getting exactly what you wanted. So I always love mixing and matching beers uh, for just a fun little difference. What I really like in this pack is the passion fruit sour, so like three quarters of that and a quarter of the peach. Oh. And you get, uh, you know, just this delightful balance of two. For myself, but everyone's palate is different. 
So you can, you know, take it back home, mix and match with your friends, see what, see nice. what you like. Well, let me ask you, as a beer educator, because I would think that sours have been around long enough now that most anybody that drinks beer is aware that there is this thing called sours. Yeah. And it isn't as described sometimes, because my first thought was a sour. Why do I want something that's gone bad? <laughs> yes. But it's not that at all. And there's some really, really cool flavors out there. Some that, you know, perhaps land a little easier than others. But do you find that the, uh, the people that you educate on the subject of beer... Is their palate, has their palate grown to the point where sours are now part of their menu? For sure, and you're totally right. You know, years ago, there was a lot of people who were like, sour beer, why would I want a sour beer? But, I mean, if you think of, like, lemonade or margaritas, they have that acidic, bright tartness. And it's, you know, when you use the word sour, if you haven't tried a sour beer, it may throw you off a little. But it is just, you know, a higher level of acidity. So you get that nice brightness. And they work fantastically with fruit flavors, which is why you see so many fruited sours out there, obviously. Because they just fit together so beautifully. So, yeah, I think the the collective palate of people has sort of evolved to, uh, you know, enjoy sours and... uh, the lovely thing about the ones that we've got right here is that they're not overly sour. There definitely are some sours out there that are really just looking Very to you know, get mouth puckering yeah. and really drive that acidity. But we're just going for a nice, balanced, bright acidity out of these. So it works perfectly with the fruit in there. Well, not only that, but as we said, you know, you mentioned the, the weather, is, I, I hear, is getting better. It's apparently the long rain says there's some, some wasn't sun supposed coming. to rain today. But, <laughs> but, um, but you know, being where you are on Granville Island, and you have the luxury not only of being a destination that is just swarmed by people, yeah. but swarmed by people from all over the world. Yes. Because literally Granville Island is one of those must-sees on, on the tour of Vancouver. So you get the feedback from all four corners of the universe. How important is the feedback? Or do you find that, do people go out of their way to tell you, like, and do you take that information and think, because we're literally, you have the you have the focus group of the world. You really do. Yeah. Most most tasting rooms don't have that luxury. What, yeah, we've, we've definitely leaned on that in the past. Uh, you know, we've had beers that we, uh, years ago when we were doing a, a new pale ale and we wanted to figure out which one to do, we did about five different versions and put them all on tap in the tasting room and were able to pull opinions from everyone and figure out which direction sure. we wanted to go. Uh, and with our small batch program, uh, we have beers that we only do a single batch of. And if it goes over well, well, we'll do a couple more batches next time. And then we'll package it and then we can even scale it up. Sort of like how the peach goes evolved into the peach sour mm-hmm. you see today. We take that feedback from the tap room and see where it goes. Um, you talked about the small batch. What, yeah. uh, what, what do you have there? Yeah, so in our taproom series, uh, we've got a, a couple beers out right now. Uh, we've got a cool new cold IPA. I don't know if you guys are... Cool. Uh, so I saw yeah. that I saw that on a menu last night. I was out in Port Moody. I saw that on a... And I thought, wait a minute, aren't all IPAs cold? <laughs> like, what, what, what does that mean? Ideally, yeah. Uh, to me, the cold IPA, it's very interesting because it's a newer trending style. Uh, and essentially what it is, is you're... You're familiar with the hazy IPAs. Yeah. So you're getting big juice bombs with, you know, tropical hop notes. The cold IPA is designed to be a hop-focused IPA as well, but in a different direction. Instead of going with a ton of tropical hops, you're using some more typical North American hops that are going to give you some grapefruit, orange, floral characteristics. Um, and instead of making it big and hazy, you just keep that malt bill really low, and you ferment with a lager yeast strain, so you get this really light, crisp body. Essentially, you just strip out the malt backbone, so all you're left with is those really hop-dominant notes. So then it's a very clean, very hop-forward type flavor. Exactly. And at the first time I heard about it, uh, my, my brain was like, oh, that's just like an India Pale Lager. 
except uh, unlike, you know, if you've had IPLs in the past, those are sort of really aiming to be a hybrid of the IPA and the lager, whereas this is really aiming to come across as an IPA, but just using a lager yeast strain to to get that nice, clean, low malt background to let those hops shine. Is it sort of in that family of like a fresh hop? uh, It sort of has a little bit of a distinct, different profile than perhaps a regular hop. Is it something like that? Would a cold IPA taste discernibly different to a regular IPA drinker? Take one home, crack yeah. it open side I'll by do, side, I'll do a little give it a, give it a at check. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably depends on your palate and what you're used to. To me, what what I love about it is that it really just shows through with some nice citrus, uh, grapefruit, orange, and and some floral notes, which are just lovely. He is Mike Sharpum, the beer educator of Granville Island Brewing. I, I was telling you uh, off air that. Um, I think the last time you were on the show, I think you dropped off some some stickers or some something with the with the the new rebrand logo that you yeah. you did a while back. I didn't realize just how artistic it is. I had one on my desk in my office at home, and I'm staring at this thing, going, "This is really incredible." You put a lot of time and effort into that, and man, that's a, that's like you're, you've got uh, yeah. you've got a version of it on your uh, on your shirt now. Yeah, we've kept the diamond part of the logo, yeah. which we've always had as part of our logo design since we opened up back in 1984. Um, and uh, what we've done with the new design is you can sort of see the corner of the building, and uh, we, we have, you know, our names calling out different locations in Vancouver because we feel like all those locations are just right around the corner from Granville Island. Um, and so, yeah, uh, glad you like the logo. It's, yeah, no, uh, it it's, came it's, together quite nicely. It's very cool. So yeah. in, in the tasting room where you used to do your your beer seminars yeah, with the long table, et cetera, et cetera, you had a for lack of a better term, like a, a cabinet yes, that had all the different, that had a series or the evolution yes. of the logo over years. Do you still have that? We don't have that on display, but we do still have most of those materials. Um, but it was just, it was taking up a good chunk, yeah, of, chunk space of the space we wanted to use. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really cool uh, just seeing the evolution of it over the I years. Because I always loved seeing that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and just how... Through different eras, how those things have changed, right? Well, yeah, we've really grown with the the beer scene in Vancouver, being you know the first Vancouver local brewery uh, up to now, where we're I don't even know if we were to count just Vancouver itself. What uh, I, I, I know the no, the number in BC is two thirty seven, yeah. but I have no idea what what Vancouver proper is. Yeah. But as a beer educator, has anybody ever educated you? Have you ever had the good fortune to talk to anybody that was in Granville Island in nineteen eighty four? that was able to say what the reaction was like because you're coming out of the gate with something and you're up against two or three massive breweries and there's no room for competition. What was the response like back in the day? Have you heard anybody tell you that? I know some stories, but certainly not all of them. Uh, The one that always comes to my mind is uh, people always tell me that uh, they remember back in the day when we would have a lineup around the block on Sundays because we're the only place you could buy beer on a Sunday. Um, So, you know, obviously the the community was definitely on board with with having some, some good local beer available to them as needed. And now you have a lineup around the block because no one can find parking on Granville Island. Everybody just walks down there. Actually, Some we were there a couple change, of weeks right? ago, and there was a lineup outside already because <laughs> yeah. of the tap room was so busy. Well, speak- Even on a rainy day. Yeah. Speaking- well, once the uh, yeah. once we get more regular sunshine, we'll have the patio out front open up again, so nice. that'll expand our seating a little bit. But uh, yeah. Well, I know you're dying to ask because anytime we get talking about the tap room <laughs> and the menu, you always inevitably ask about the food. Oh, what's going on there now? 
you know, I, I, think, I feel like you're going to ask about the burger. Yes. It's, it's uh, delightful as always. Um, also, taproom-wise, you know, we've always got unique stuff going on there that uh, you may not find other places in market. Uh, and we've also got a few events going on. Uh, we've got our 39th anniversary uh, oh, wow. coming up. Uh, Incredible. We do weekly trivia on uh, mm-hmm. Tuesday nights, mm-hmm. and uh, it's every last Sunday of the month. We do a drag brunch as well. So mm-hmm. you can check us out on social media um, or on our website, gib.ca, and find out all the fun stuff that we're, we've got going on. And uh, in, the, in the store, you can pick up some of the uh, the new uh, the newly branded merch. Yes, I'm the sure. Summer Sours Mixology Pack, yeah. uh, our, our fun new taproom series, and uh, we've got some good swag uh, at re- our retail site as well. Always a pleasure to see you. Beer educator Mike Sharpham from Granville Island Brewing. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers, please. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. This is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. Just here for the beer, radio broadcast and podcast is sponsored by Angry Otter Liquor Stores with 28 locations around the Lower Mainland. Joe Larry and Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com at JHFTB on social media at the John B. Pub on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam. Best looking back bar, and I say this because I'm trying to stock a back bar at home, so I draw great inspiration from that. <laughs> hey, look here, but it's Jimmy Darbyshire, yeah, who's the uh, sales manager, yeah. marketing manager of uh, Russell Brewing. Uh, it only took them 27 years to get a tasting room, but they got one, and it's a good one. How you doing? I'm doing very well. No, you're lying to us. You're not doing very well. You came in and said, gosh, I'm feeling rough. And he's got a Caesar in front of him, and all of a sudden, everything's I better. F- I've had a few too many <laughs> beverages while doing Hair work. Hair of the dog, guys. Mr. Leary. Yeah. Hair of the dog. But in fairness, Jimmy did say that because you were kind of celebrating, because you put together a pretty ambitious project when yes. you can put together a concert series over two days because there's so much stuff. I've been involved in one many years ago. You don't realize the the hoops you have to jump through, yeah. the the certification. Yeah. Well, you know hoops. I mean, you you know red tape, okay? Yes. But in terms of the licensing, you've got to get, you know, your the perimeter fencing or wh- whatever the specifics happen to be. But tell us about the Russell and Root series. Uh, so we are putting on a concert series, the first one we've ever done. It's July 29th, August 12th. It's called Russell and Roots, and it's being uh, put on at Softball City in White Rock. And it's a rock show and a country show. And we just did our concert uh, announcement lineup yesterday. Uh, and we are, you know, we've been working on it for a couple months now or a few months now. And so we're super excited about uh, our, our lineup. We have Marianas Trench as the headliner. We've got Big Wreck. 
uh, default the wild for our rock show. Uh, so it's definitely a throwback. Um, but you know, that's I, I'm I'm 40, so I'm I'm fired up. I'm I'm, I'm excited for that show. And uh, our country show, we have uh, Low Cash as the headliner, uh, James Barker Band, and Megan Patrick. Um, so two very very different shows. Uh, Something I've wanted to do with Russell for years. Uh, I've wanted to do WrestleMania. Um, so we've, uh, we've actually hired Jimmy. a we've hired a wrestling company, uh, and they will be putting a, a live wrestling on at the Rock Show uh, for the Country Show. We're doing uh, mechanical bull riding, so we've got all sorts of activations going on. It's gonna it's gonna be, you know, it's a big undertaking, but we are, you know. I'm fired up. I'm excited. So uh, before we get into specifics about ticketing and, and all that good stuff, um, where did the idea stem from and how long? Because, again, these things don't happen overnight. I mean, we, we know if you know anything about not happening overnight, it's working for building a tasting room in Surrey, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, this is something that I've wanted to do. We've always been very, very involved in live music. Uh, we sponsor... Um, the Blue Jay Sessions in Alberta. Uh, we've been involved with uh, The Peak and, and JRFM and, and The Peak Lounge. Um, and live music has always been something that we've gravitated to. And, you know, it's live music is just a, a feel-good uh, for everyone. And so this is something we've always wanted to do on a larger scale. And we just, you know, the timing has just never been right. And then we ran into COVID and we had our tasting room. And, you know, it's now's the right time. And, and we partnered with the festival company who I've done work with in the past for other events. And they're going to be producing the whole thing, which is uh, a lot of weight off my shoulders because I have no idea what I'm doing in that space. Um, but, uh, yeah, everything's shaping up to, to be a great couple days. Well, not only that, but one of the other many complications is, you know, transportation uh, yeah. to and from the venue for, for artists. And then you got to work with their schedules, too, because you may want Mariana's Trench or you may want the Wild, but the Wild may not be available to you. And so it, there's a lot that goes into, and I don't think I don't think Joe buying Ticket Public really understands the logistics involved in that. No, and uh, I equated it to buying our first home uh, uh, or our second home, my wife and I. Um, the letdown of wanting to, to put a bid in and losing that bid. I didn't realize the process of, of putting your bids in for artists. Uh, it took us months to solidify our lineup um, because, you know, we, we'd put in bids, we'd get rejections, you know, you'd go back and forth. Um, it, it's a huge process, and, and it, it really is a big undertaking, and, and it was far above my uh, head as, to, as mm -hmm. to how to even approach it and how to do it. And so we have a, a really great partner and, um, our the festival company is actually partners with uh, Dallas Smith, mm -hmm. um, who is part of the Lifted organization, and that's his charity. Uh, and so, uh, partial proceeds from this event is going back to the Lifted organization, which uh, supports mental health. So we're excited about that aspect. So let's talk about the the ticketing procedure. Let's talk about the logistics of on site. Obviously, Russell beer will be served a plenty. Yeah, uh, for both days. Um, are there non-beer options as well? Uh, there'll be non-beer options. There'll be RTD options. There'll be cider options. Uh, we will have uh, a wide array. I, I, I can't really touch on what because we're still in uh, okay. chats with who's sure. going to be uh, sure. our but partners for it. it is it is it you have food trucks out there? We're, yeah, we're going to have food trucks. We have uh, it's it's at Softball City. They have four diamonds. Uh, the the 
concerts taking place on the diamond, we have capacity for up to 7,000 people. Um, so it's going to be a uh, sort of an all-day gates open at 1, goes to 11 o'clock. Um, very much festival vibe, like lots of activations, lots of things going on. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's going to be plenty for uh, every... Plenty, plenty to do for for all ages. Uh, you know it's going to be in what should be peak summer weather. Will be like misting tents and things. Are you looking at those kind of logistics? As oh, well? yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I don't know if you've seen my skin, but I I reflect <laughs> the sun. I can show movies on you. Yeah. 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 And and so I I will selfishly right. have as many you know right. misters and yeah. and places to hide from the sun as humanly possible. Jimmy's going to be running through sprinklers. Yeah. Come on. No, no yeah, doubt. Exactly. No doubt. Well, I'll tell you what. It's um first. Oh, so how do people buy tickets? Uh, tickets go on so the. Uh, when, when is this air? When this is air? this. You're airing this weekend. You're this airing, weekend. So yes. tickets will have already gone on sale okay. on Friday. So yeah. uh, uh-huh. they can uh, go to www.russellandroots.com uh, to purchase tickets. And yeah, please so, do. April 28th, correct? Uh, April 28th. Uh, tickets will be fifty nine dollars, and then I. Uh, well, Whatever Once they the, kill you with service charges. Uh, no, we're not Ticketmaster. Okay. We're, we're using ShowPass, where, oh. they, where they don't kill you with uh, mm-hmm. service charges. Yeah. Uh, so, again, the, the, this is a four bands on the 29th. So there uh, will there will be more than four bands. Those okay. are those are our headliners. Four headliners. Okay. There will be music throughout the day from other bands. Right. Uh, I believe we're doing some contesting to right. uh, for bands within the Lower Mainland right. to, to compete okay. and get on stage. Okay. So. Yeah, and um, and again, this is um, an all-day festival. Oh, gates open at what time? One o'clock. One o'clock. And and what's the what's the noise curfew in uh, in Surrey? Uh, the, it's sort of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's 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 in it's, the middle of a forest. Yeah, yeah, forest, it is. Right? Yeah, so just the thing is, you just can one be side as, you can be as loud and yeah. as obnoxious yeah. Yeah. as humanly possible. <laughs> Granny's gonna come out there with her yeah. broom chasing you off. Hey, yeah, Jimmy? yeah, right till the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, from one till eleven p.m. Well, again, uh, um, we'll talk more in a moment about the beers, but uh, in terms of the event, and as I said, I've been involved in radio stations where we staged. We did one of the Plaza of Nations. And we had to bring in porta potties and security yeah. and uh, sanitation and and water, just all of that stuff. I, I don't know if you've got some of that built in at, at Softball City, some perhaps, but this is a major undertaking. And and you're expecting capacity, as you said, what five thousand? Yeah, five thousand, probably times two, ten thousand. Yeah. Um, and these are the kind of things that uh, you know, buy it, buy early. Don't don't be disappointed. Yeah. Um, but you've obviously gone through all the the itinerary of every little tech, tick list you need to to follow. It's a and, long list. Uh, every bylaw you need to observe. It is a long list. So I I wish you well. The Russell and Roots Festival, uh, July 29th, the rock version, and August 12th will be the uh, country version at Softball City. Okay, so let's talk beer. What's going on in the beer world? We've got lots of beer. Yeah, you got lots of beer. We always have lots um, of beer. We're sampling here. Uh, well, I'll let you describe it. What? What exactly? This is a. It's a. It's a hefeweizen. It is a grapefruit hef. A grapefruit hef. Yeah. So yep. we uh, we've always uh, we've done a hef every year, um, and we generally do our peach and apricot hef, um, and it's you know it's popular every single year. And this year we decided to switch it up, and uh, this just came out uh, last week, um, and it's our grapefruit hef. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. 
Yeah. Stairway to heaven. Stairway to heaven. <laughs> you know, you always wonder if people are going to run out of the pun names one of these days, or is there still plenty of puns to go? I, we're just, I, you know I, what? I we're, know. we're late to the party. We're just getting into the pun game. So I never even you, thought I never even thought of WrestleMania. That's huge. <laughs> That's huge. We're just getting started here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do you have here? And this is our Pink Boots Hazy Pale Ale. This beer was brewed by all the women of Russell Brewing, mm-hmm. and it was brewed on International Women's Day. And this one was uh, released uh, just recently, and yeah, it was just it just really highlighted. Uh, we have an incredibly diverse uh, staff at Russell Brewing, um, and we have a, a lot of women uh, that work for us. And it really highlighted uh, the exceptional work that uh, that our our female we have, uh, women in accounting. Our CEO is uh, is a woman. Um, our uh, one of our brewers is a woman. Um, we have women sort of in every aspect of, of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really nice to work in, a, in an environment that you have such diversity. Uh, I, I know, especially in, in brewing, there's a stigma. Um, that there, it was always male-dominated, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it's great to see uh, yeah. that, that, you know, Russell can showcase uh, the wonderful, you know, women we have working for us. Yeah, I, I think I think there is the affiliation because you know again I, I'm not ashamed to admit back in my generation, we thought of you know guys drank beer, girls drank wine. That yeah. that was our perception. Those lines have been completely crossed totally. and blurred many, many times since. But um, yeah, I think there's there's a good representation and there's certainly room for more. But if you can brew, you can brew. It's like Brian Burke says in hockey: if you can play, let them let them play. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are or what you're about. If you can put the brew together and, and come up with a good product, God bless you. Well, I think on the, on the on the local brewing side, I think programs like KPU definitely locally here have have, have added to the, to that opportunity for for the you know the diversity in, in brewing for women. Well, I remember that when you posted the picture of that that celebration beer you did for John Mitchell and yeah. and John Mitchell yep. basically everybody that does craft beer now owes, owes a debt of gratitude to John Mitchell. Um, and I th- remember the, that picture you posted, I believe, in your tasting room from yeah. from your crew and KPU. And it was like a nice cross-section of people, yeah. uh, all ages, all genders. And it, it just looked so cool to see that. Yeah. No, it's 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 really nice to see. And, and I'm very fortunate that I get to work at a place that, uh, you know, showcases that and, and, and really prides ourselves on you know the fact that we have a very diverse uh, group of people, uh, a very eclectic group of people. <laughs> we're, 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 it's yeah. the brewing industry. <laughs> if it yeah. wasn't, it's you, need, you, need, you need all types to make a world. Oh, yeah, I know. You definitely yeah. do. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the taste room because we know it took forever to get it open. But uh, how's that been? You got a good, really good taco program out there. Yeah, the ta- the tasting room is it's great. We're uh, we're finally we finally have a place that we can do test batches and try new things and get new beers into people's hands and we've never really had that and we've uh, really been dependent on you know just ourselves you know our, our brewers and our staff just trying the beer and going yeah that's good or, yeah you know that's not so good and now we can actually have actually people who are drinking our product who love our product and like drinking our stuff giving us great feedback and saying you know what yeah I don't know about that or this is absolutely fantastic and and run with that make that uh so it's 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 really cool to see uh we actually have a beer coming out uh in in about a month's time that 
originated in our tasting room as a test batch, mm-hmm. and now we're taking it to full scale. Um, so it's really cool to see that come to fruition. I'm also curious to see, uh, because we're going to do a summer run of trivia uh, yes. at, uh, at Russell Brewing on uh, on Tuesday nights, uh, as of, I think, the 13th or 14th of of, uh, of May, 16th, 15th? 16th, 16th of May. Okay, 16th. We're gonna we're gonna do a summer run of trivia. Um, trivia, trivia with Joe Leary. Trivia, summer trivia. Oh, we're looking with Joe forward Leary. to it. And there is so much window space in that room. Oh, I can't wait to see it in the summertime. We, yeah. you know, and I'm. Is there any possibility after all the hurdles you had to jump over? Is there any possibility of a little outdoor activity at Russell as well? So I will I will I will make this quick. We have been applying for a patio. We're trying to get a patio. We had to change our zoning to get a tasting room. Last year, they changed all the zoning to allow it to be easier for breweries to come to Surrey and open in Surrey. We're not part of that. What? (laughs) So now we have to change our zoning back to what we originally were to be eligible for a patio. So we're back jumping through hoops. Uh... But it's in the works. Did you upset someone somewhere along the oh, line years no. ago that you're not aware of? Surrey. So they're now on Surrey, Surrey Council. Hates us. Wow. <laughs> we can't we can't get a break in yeah. Surrey. Yeah. I don't know. Does anybody have a spot in any other suburb? Let us know. Well, you know we're it, coming. Joe, we've talked about this before, right? And we've seen the success of places like Port Moody and 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 North Vancouver and areas that have really truly understood the brewing industry and what it brings to your neighborhood, right? And and t- why not, as a city council, look at that and go, you know what? I like that. 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 And then mm-hmm. bring it and, yeah. and apply that to what you have in, in your city. Because we, you've got how many breweries there? Yeah. Basic, basic one. Well, Central City and, well, and, and Russell... But for the second largest city, city in the province in, of BC, and the fastest growing, two, two, two? and Come and on. they are miles apart from each other. Yeah. So it's not as if it's like, well, there's already nobody's, a brewery nobody's in our neighborhood. jumping on a bike and, and <laughs> yeah. you know doing a well, two two brewery brewery tour. If you remember, not the last show we did in White Rock, but we uh, we do an annual show in White Rock, and the previous show where the previous mayor, who, who sadly got voted out in the last election. Uh, he was a cool older guy, and he basically said, I said, anything you want to say to the brewing community out there? He goes, come to White Rock. Seriously, come to White Rock. We want the business. We want, you know, White Rock is obviously a little expensive to uh, to locate in. But, you know, there's a council that gets it. There's a council that sees breweries can be safe harbors, their family environments, they're non-threatening. You're not going there to do a bunch of shots and, and hold stags. You're, you're going there generally... In a in a convivial, fr- friendly environment, and they they do nothing but put more bums in seats, and yeah. I don't understand why more councils don't get that. You and me both. I'm preaching. I'm preaching you, here. Aren't you, I? And the <laughs> you and me yeah. both. Well, again, Joe, we talked about this last week, right? We were uh, again. I was in Parallel 49 early on a Sunday morning. Parents were in there for brunch. Yeah. They got kids in strollers, right? Toddlers running around. Like this is not frat boys running no, around with their underwear no, we, on their head. No, no. And we we spent a good penny on our high chairs. We got some wonderful <laughs> high chairs. Says the dad sitting over yeah. there, right? But so so this is why, like city councils, if you're listening to this, yeah, do something. Yeah, 
do something, invite these people. And by city councils, he means Surrey. Surrey, Surrey, yeah. specifically. Surrey specifically. But I'm trying not to. Yeah. No, you, you know what? Like, you, you don't want to target, but at some point, the gloves got to come off, and you got to go, come on, Surrey. Let's, yeah. let's, let, it's 2022 out there, or 2023 out there. Um, I do want to say on a personal note, um, I, I know that you recently had some some uh, some eye enhancements because you uh, were having some vision problems. I did, yeah. And I was really surprised to learn the extent of them, and uh, I want to hear the result of the uh, the work. Uh, I uh, my eyes are good. I have I have great vision. I'm still in st- uh, steroid drops, but yeah. I I essentially went uh, legally blind in both eyes over the course of three months. Yeah, and had double cataract surgery in my. 40s, early 40s, and it was terrifying. So now your kids are screwed because you're going to see everything. They can't get away <laughs> oh, with nothing. I've got, uh, I've got ah, laser ah, eyes, ah, but, but I can I can see through walls now. You, you kind of told me I didn't realize how the extent how, how bad it was, but you basically couldn't really like. You, you could see like forms and, and oh you, yeah you no. couldn't really distinguish features on certain no. people and stuff right no I, I was I was actually legally blind legally I, blind I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't drive I yeah couldn't see my uh, children yeah uh, yeah it was it was terrifying absolutely terrifying so yeah. you you you, uh, you take things for granted yeah you yeah. certainly do but the eyesight is all good now you you guys look fantastic <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it didn't work I, I like it, that. it didn't yeah, work wrong. Hang on I, hope you, I hope you kept the receipt Get a I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at 8k right now this is high def uh, it's so good uh, once again the uh, the Russell and Roots concert series two dates July 29th the rock date the country date is August 12th at Softball City tickets are on sale as you hear this broadcast um, and uh, what are the ticket prices again? Uh, they start at fifty nine and they just keep creeping up. As, right. Yeah, fifty nine and then sixty nine. I think they're one hundred nine at the door. Right. Uh, so get them, get them early. Don't wait. Okay. Always a pleasure, Jimmy Darbyshire. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Pleasure. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just Here for the Beer Radio broadcasting from the legendary John B. Pub on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam. You can find us online just here for the beer.com at JHFTB on social media. And also when you go there, you can listen to previous podcast episodes. Also check out our, our other show, the RTD and Spirit Show. Uh, we're broadcasting again from Coquitlam, which is an area that uh, is rapidly growing. We're hoping to do a show in Port Coquitlam in the, in the next couple Correct. of months, as, as we've done before. Uh, our guest is Mr. Andrew Shunin, who is the portfolio yeah. manager. Well hey guys, portfolio manager of Whistler Brewing, and uh, and of course from obviously Whistler. Uh, good to see you, man. How are you? Hey, great to see you guys too. Um, doing fantastic. 
Hey, yo, we're, uh, we're April. I think last time I saw you, we were just about to head into winter. Yeah, we Hibernated were. Hibernated for a bit. Yeah. But plenty busy uh, at the brewery and doing all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, now, you know, temperature's warming up and we're heading into what yeah. should be a nice spring. Well, well, hopefully, and, and should should be a nice summer. And, uh, and of course, this is prime beer drinking weather. And just uh, sure. to start right out of the gate here, there's something that we're drinking that you've brought back, which is really good, but it doesn't taste like beer. It's surprisingly <laughs> refreshing. This is your Hello Limoncello. Tell us about this. Yes, it's uh, it's a bit of a, a lemon juice bomb here, and uh, yes, it is beer-based. And then we add some really good lemon juice flavors to, uh, to the beer, and um, it's just fantastic because you really get it on the nose, but also on the palate. Super refreshing, uh, great, especially, you know, you mentioned... Things are heating up. Patio uh, season's just right around the corner. Pint of this, fantastic. Great for, for quenching your thirst on a, on a nice sunny hot day. I, I liken this to, uh, we did a show uh, a bunch of years ago at the Tangent Cafe on Commercial Drive. And I remember I was, I was in there one day, and, and they're, they're very much into craft beer. Very, very much into craft beer. And I was in there one day, and somebody was sitting a couple seats down from me at the bar, and she didn't know what was on the menu, didn't look at the menu, and she went, um, can I get a um, Coors Light? And they said, we, we don't have that here. She goes, do you have something that's kind of like it? And in the world of craft beer, yeah, you do. So there's something for everybody. For somebody that says, you know, I don't like beer, or I don't really feel like a beer, I encourage you to try this. I, I, right? I, I totally different. agree with you. This is very much summertime patio, oh, yeah. sipping, hot, hot summer day, sitting under the umbrella, working on that tan. This is definitely something that's crushable. Yeah, and it's also something I'm thinking that you could not have gotten away with this 10 years ago. When we started doing Just Here for the Beer, if somebody came on our show and said, try this beer, would go, this isn't beer. Yeah, absolutely. But beer, the category has morphed so much, and and, and with the implementation of sours and, and various yes. fruits styles that go into beers, man, I, I'm telling you, this this could this could change my palate completely. This is so good, so yeah. easy sipping. Uh, for sure. You mentioned sours and fruit, and we've really seen, uh, you know, sours come to the forefront. Something that was, you know, when it, when it started out was... Much more of a, a, a niche offering now is being accepted so much more uh, amongst uh, craft consumers and beer drinkers. And then you also mentioned fruit, and um, a lot of fruit beers have emerged mm-hmm. on the market. Uh, you know, breweries are doing a, a lot of great stuff and trying all sorts of, uh, of mixes and blends and, and introducing fruit to, uh, to the consumer, or to the drinker's palate, and it's just worked out phenomenally. Which sets up nicely for for Hello Lemoncello. Um, it is um, such a refreshing taste. It, it's it's kind of surprising to me. I, I don't normally rave about a product like I'm doing right now, and I have no shares in the company. Just just so you know, but there's just just something that just catches you off guard. And and again, I think also is that the uh, the visual. It kind of has 
the the look of lemonade. Yes. Or a lemon drink. Slightly right? hazy. It's Slightly got that hazy, nice, yellowish. That nice yeah. Pale yellow yeah. color to wow. it. For that's sure. So cool. Exactly. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, just, uh, just wonderful. We're it's just released the market now. Yeah. Private stores, and we're pretty stoked about it. Well. That's a uh, that's pretty high upsell on that one. You're going to have a tough time kind of matching it with uh, the Mountain Mango Sour. Tell us about that. So this is uh, absolutely brand new uh, for Whistler Brewing. Just uh, released it uh, a handful of weeks ago to, to market. Really uh, more of a sea to sky type of offering. And to some, to some liquor stores throughout the lower mainland and even uh, Vancouver Island, but, uh, you know, we like to, uh, to try different things. And here's an opportunity where we put something in, uh, in the tank and we like it. And we're saying, then we say, you know what, let's, uh, let's do a limited release to market and continue to showcase our expertise in, uh, in brewing and also just, you know, getting more involved with sours and, and funner styles of, uh, of beer and... Uh, and so, yes, the, the Mountain Mango Sour is, uh, oh is our God, latest Joe. release. The nose on this. Oh, no kidding. That. No kidding. Yeah. That. Wow. Uh, you're two for two. Thank you very much. And and I find it odd to even say this because um, it, it's it's a non-conventional style of beer. But, again, the category of beer has expanded so broadly yeah. that a lot of things fit under that, that tent. Yes. But, man, you, you are literally two for two today, Andrew. Thank that's, you very much. That's, yeah, this that's is incredible. Uh, this beer, Rick said it. Yeah. You get it right. It hits you right on the nose. Right. Wonderful, like, mango aromas. And then, you know, that blend of mango and guava and uh, a touch of citrus so and a touch of really hops right on the It's a interesting flavor because flavor. you got a hint of that mango sweetness. Mm-hmm. But also the mango tartness, and then the guava comes with it towards the end that sits on your palate. It is, so it's it, a really interesting. It, it, is it a little lighter in terms of alcohol by volume as well? Is this it, one is uh, is a straight five percent. Five percent. So, okay. but uh, the limoncello is four point two. Yeah. So that's yeah. uh, that's much closer to a lighter beer. Yeah. Wow. No, that's great. Um, what else is going on with Worcester Brewing? Hey, we're uh, we're gearing up for summer. Yeah. We, uh, we wrapped up uh, wrapped up a good good winter, and uh, and things are picking up. We're looking to uh, to expand, have, uh, include a, a back patio, and we're just uh, working through getting the. the oh, you final. mean actually up in Function Junction? Yep, up in okay. Function Junction. Right. So we're just uh, just wrapping up all the the paperwork that goes with that. So we're uh, we're pretty excited there, and uh, and yeah, things are picking up. More bookings, uh, you know, for for groups of people that want to just uh, visit the tap house and have different functions, and you know, even uh, in the mountain, uh, in the resort area, like groups are coming back. Things are picking up. We're really starting to see uh, a post-COVID world that's starting to look more like the pre-COVID uh, yeah. times. Well, now we've only been doing the show uh, almost 13 years. But uh, we have we have never actually been to the Whistler Brewing uh, facility no. in, in Function Junction. But um, again, you're getting into because Whistler, there's no down period in Whistler. No, there, there's summer winter, and summer, winter spring. are equal. They're equal for sure. So uh, what's the lay of the land? You, you do have a tasting room there. People can come in. Do flights? Uh, do they, yep. Do you do tours? Do you do, do all of that stuff? Uh, we do some small-scale tours for yeah. sure, and then uh, we also have some food offerings, and uh, and of course all our beers are on tap. Um, just a, a small retail store we can right. pick up our beers too, and uh, 
and wonderful staff, super friendly, uh, always engaging and always ready to help uh, and welcome uh, welcome everyone over to uh, to Whistler Brewing Company. Yeah. Um, and again, these two products that you're uh, you're bringing here, the Hello Limoncello and the Mountain Mango Sour, uh, are these in limited release right now? More limited release. Uh, the Limoncello will be available a little bit more widespread, right. but look for it in private liquor stores. Um, if you're if you're interested in finding out, you can always uh, always reach out to us at info at whistlerbeer.com, and we can tell you which stores in uh, in your area. Have picked it up as well. Folks, with summer weather on the horizon, you want to check this out. This is really, really good. Rick, your comments? I, I, I love it. You know, Joe, look, I was just looking at our weather app later on this week. Yeah, we're up in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- this will be perfect for sitting out on that. If you guys are setting up your patio uh, furniture this weekend, this is definitely a beer to grab but to, to definitely uh, sit out there. Well, with that, we will say that is a wrap for just here for the beer uh, for the month of April from the John B. Pub on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam with the best back bar. They say in the Tri-Cities. I go, no, this is in the Tri-Provinces. This this is the best back bar I've seen. All sorts of good stuff. A full patio. Uh, a great food menu. Uh, the wings you recommend were, what did we have today? We had the dry Cajun and uh, honey garlic. Okay. And the gyozas and uh, producer Greg Ballack, who's off mic right now, has given two thumbs up. Thumbs up. By, yeah. by the way, Greg's wife, Katie, who is, uh, well, we're, we're all Jay's fans. Uh, Katie is the most ridiculously over-the-top Jay's fan I've ever met. And I love it. It's in, 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 a, in a good way. More, More so, so than, than me, which yeah. is surprising. And uh, you're leaving us now because she is performing the anthems at the Vancouver Canadians games tonight. Yeah, she's going to be, uh, for the first time this year, she's done it before. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we're all excited to get out there for the first time. A little chilly still, but yep. Yep. it's warming up. So is, she, uh, is she wearing a C's jersey or a J's jersey? Oh, it'll be a C's jersey. We've got a, <laughs> we've got a couple of those in the closet. Our, you should see our jersey closet. I don't Joe. think I want to. I think it's, I'd be jersey closet. Oh, yes. be too jealous. We have a jersey closet. <laughs> Follow, follow, follow these guys on Twitter. They'll blow your mind. Well, Greg, uh, wish Katie good luck and uh, great season for the Jays. We look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks excited for your participation as always. Thanks to our friends at the John B. Pub. Thanks also to Mr. Jimmy Darbyshire of uh, Russell Brewing Company. And don't forget the big concert series, Russell and Roots. Two dates. July 29th is the Rock Day. August 12th is the Country Day at Softball City. Tickets are on sale as we speak. Would also uh, want to thank uh, Tristan Clark from uh, Hoyne Brewing Company. Uh, some really good stuff from them, as always. And um, Mike Sharpham, the beer educator of Granville Island Brewing, with a brand new mixer pack, a brand new peach sour, and a tasting room that goes back to 1984. I don't want to say that too loudly because Jimmy yeah, might Jimmy hear might that. Hear. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> but as always, our thanks to producer Greg Ballack. Thanks to Mr. Andrew Shunin. Thanks don't forget, always. hello, Lemoncella. And the mango sour, mountain mango sour is just so good. That's a wrap. We'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Just here for the beer radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.